3: curious that now all of these migrants are showing up in their communities I mean it is astounding you look at Martha's Vineyard a very very small community they got 50 migrants and the liberal community the island is going crazy they cannot believe that all of these illegal immigrants are now coming to their community how are they going to take care of them? They've said that they're basically a sanctuary location, as is New York City and elsewhere. But yet when the migrants come, they are going crazy. And they're going crazy not of the Biden administration, which has the open border. No, no, no. They are going crazy over the fact that Republican governors have been sending these migrants to their communities. Take a listen. Here's a little bit of the media, the liberal media talking about it.
4: Coming straight
5: out of the authoritarian playbook, this is what's so uh, disturbing about DeSantis, is to use human beings to weaponize human beings for a political purpose. We
3: can
0: work it out, but if you're going to be a bonehead, who wants to play with you? Exploiting and abusing human beings, men, women, and children, to score cheap political points on immigration.
1: Leaving some migrants who might have been misled to believe they were going elsewhere, as reported by NPR, on a literal island that doesn't have any infrastructure designed to help them at all. In a word, it's inhumane.
5: People that are saying that these children and these families are being used as political pawns are exactly right.
3: Wow. And then President Biden also went after the GOP governors. By the way, this comes in the middle. We're going to talk about this later on in the hour, too. Gavin Newsom, of course, the governor of California, is asking the Department of Justice to follow kidnapping charges potentially to file after the different governors, including Governor DeSantis and Governor Abbott. So tonight we're going to talk about that. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And here is civil rights attorney Miriam Albert. She's on Martha's Vineyard talking a little bit about maybe some of the charges against these governors.
6: We will
0: be exploring all civil and criminal legal options to hold the perpetrators accountable and to prevent this injustice from repeating itself.
3: So we will be taking your calls on that today. What do you make of the different reactions coming from all over the country? 1-800-848-9222. And speaking of attorneys... Uh, Many are weighing in on the big blockbuster, blockbuster news that has just come down in the last 24 hours or so, that a special master has now been named in the case for Trump. This is the raid, of course. This will be the person. This is this independent party that will be overseeing the documents that were seized by the FBI. And when you think about the documents... It's 11,000 documents, and I think it's absolutely the right decision that a special master has been named. The special master is a New York-based judge, Raymond Deary, and he is getting right down to business. He's not wasting any time, and in fact, in the last few hours, he put out a notice basically saying that he is ordering all the lawyers on both sides, that's of course on the Trump team and on the DOJ team, to appear before him in the Brooklyn Federal Courthouse next Tuesday saying he needs all the information by Monday and he wants to start getting down to business to be able to review these documents. And I think this is absolutely the right decision uh, that he has been appointed. A lot of people are saying, oh, no, 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 the DOJ can do it. A lot of people are also saying, well, it's only fair that President Trump, especially a former president and a future presidential candidate likely, Absolutely should have an independent party looking at it and to join us now tonight to talk about more about the appointment of this particular special master. And what it all means is the great noted legal scholar Alan Dershowitz, who has an incredible new book out. It is the price of principle. Professor Dershowitz, wonderful to have you here on the show.
7: Well, thank you. You know, I think Judge Dery is beginning by doing a very, very good job, getting all the lawyers together, calling them in, saying, we can do this quickly. The government shouldn't have any basis for complaining about this. The judge clearly made the right decision in appointing a special master. Whether or not the Trump people made the right decision picking him remains to be seen. You know, he's a former prosecutor. He was on the FISA court. I didn't know that when I recently spoke about it. In fact, you know, uh, we we put judges in robes, and in the old days in England, they put them in wigs so that we couldn't tell the difference between judges. They're all the same. They're all manifestations of the law. And uh, yesterday, I confused the two judges. I confused Judge uh, Derry with another judge and, and said some things about him, which were attributable to the other judge. So I apologize for that. But – You know, it's still a question whether or not the best possible judge here as a master is somebody who's been on the FISA court. Will he lean over backwards in favor of national security and against the rights of the defendant? Will he lean over backwards for the prosecution? He's been a prosecutor for so many years. I think we ought to give him the benefit of the doubt and wait and see. But I still have some skepticism about whether or not If I were on the Trump legal team, I would have included him as one of the judges. But he's a fair judge and a judge who has a good reputation. So uh, I wish him well, and I I hope he will do uh, a great job. Can I comment about one thing you said previously? Yes, of course. We love you,
3: Professor Dershowitz.
7: The absurdity of the governor of California wanting to bring kidnap charges People being kidnapped to Martha's Vineyard? Martha's Vineyard, I've been there 53 years. It's one of the most beautiful places in the world. As soon as the people came there, we all opened our arms. I offered to pay for all of their food and all of their medical care, because you know, our grandparents, our great grandparents were all immigrants. Martha's Vineyard, people opened up their arms. There's no kidnapping here. It reminds me of my former colleague, Larry Tribe, wanting to weaponize criminal justice by saying that that Garland ought to prosecute Donald Trump for the attempted murder of Vice President Pence. These absurd radicals who want to use the criminal justice system to even scores and make political points are endangering our justice system. And I hope that every liberal, every conservative, every Republican, every Democrat will rebuke the governor for wanting to use the criminal justice system so inappropriately
3: yeah it is outrageous it's stunning and and you know you being there in Martha's Vineyard um what's the reaction from other people and Professor Dershowitz having known you a long time I am not surprised that you even just said that you offered food you offered this you offered that um what's the reaction from other people there in Martha's Vineyard other than the politicians
7: well, first of all, people don't want to mix politics with humanitarian issues. Whatever side you're on politically, if there are children, people who need food, who need medical care, give it to them first. That's the first thing. Don't allow your political views to in any way interfere with humanitarian issues. You thousand know, percent.
3: Says- I agree with you. Thousand yeah. percent.
7: The Bible says, be good to strangers because we were strangers in the
6: land of Egypt.
7: And all of our grandparents, great-grandparents, we're a country of immigrants. So we have to take our immigrants in with open arms. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have legal constraints. We should. And, you know, we should have different views, and we do have different views on how the borders should be protected and controlled. But when an immigrant comes and needs help— whether it's an immigrant or a veteran or anybody else, you open your heart, you open your arms, and you open your pocketbook. We're a wealthy nation. We can afford to take care of people who need to be taken care of.
3: Well, and that's what I think a lot of people are talking about tonight is that here are people, other people on Martha's Vineyard. It's obviously clearly not you. And I've been to Martha's Vineyard. It is so beautiful. Um, But but other people who are complaining about it, um and saying it's you know it's politics it's this and that oh, yeah. um you well, know Vineyard is a, is a, is an island of hypocrites uh, you know they ban me from the
7: library they ban my books in the library because i defended president trump in front of the senate you know these are people who if it was somebody on the other side of the political spectrum they would adore a lawyer who defended the constitutional rights of hillary clinton or bill clinton but if you defend the constitutional rights of uh, Donald Trump on Martha's Vineyard, you're thrown off the island. We're not going to throw me off the island, but they're certainly trying hard to do so. So I only have contempt for a lot of these hypocrites on the vineyard who, you know, say good things. And then when it comes to accepting uh, people, they say, no, 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 we don't want them in our backyard.
3: And before I let you go, uh, tomorrow is Constitution Day. I'm sure you have thoughts about that. (laughs) I do.
7: Both the extreme right and the extreme left today want to trash the Constitution. The extreme right wants to have a constitutional convention, change everything. Extreme left professors from Yale and Harvard law school are saying the constitution is a white man's supremacist doctrine, document, we shouldn't pay attention to it. We should, you know, abolish it. No, the constitution is the lo- longest surviving written constitution in the history of humankind. It's not perfect. No written document is perfect, but it has served us so well and so amazingly well during times of crisis, that we should celebrate the Constitution. I certainly celebrate the Constitution every day.
3: You certainly do. And we always love having you on here on the show. Um, Professor Alan Dershowitz, thank you so much for adding all your great thoughts tonight. You are always welcome on the oh, show. Thank
7: you. Keep doing great things. You, you, you inform, entertain. You do such a great job in presenting all sides of every issue. I really appreciate you.
3: Thank you. You too, my friend. You too. And everybody, make sure that you get Professor Dershowitz's great book, uh, his latest one. He's written many, but his latest one is The Price of Principle. Thanks so much for being with us. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And everybody, will be taking your calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. We were just talking with Professor Dershowitz about What's interesting here, especially first off, so much on the Trump case, but also as we're looking at what's happening on Martha's Vineyard, amazing that there are people who are saying, oh, it's political or going after the other side or weaponizing the other side over the issue of immigrants. I've always said I'm a first generation American. As many of you know, my father's Polish, my mother's Danish. They came over with one hundred dollars on the Queen Mary. And so I have such appreciation for people who are coming, especially with the shirt on their back. It's the greatest country in the world. Who wouldn't want to come to America? It is the best. But we have to do it in an organized fashion. And some of the numbers that we have seen of late, they are absolutely stunning. There are estimates that more than four million have come into this country under President Biden since he took office. More than two million so far this year. And many of them, not even on that list, are gotaways that we have no idea about. We've had 66 of them that are known terrorists. I mean, there are so many, like, statistics out there in terms of security and national security. And our president has left that border wide open. I mean... Over and over again, they have told us this last week, and this to me has been the most stunning thing. They've kept saying, the border's secure, no problems, no issues there. What border? It's like, what are you kidding? We see the pictures. Today, I was watching infrared images on some of the different networks, and it looks like it's like, uh, it looks like almost like the New York City marathon, where it's like wall to wall people just running towards something, and they're running to the border, and they're not getting stopped. I mean, there's like thousands of them, and they're complaining about 50 of them on Martha's Vineyard, and they're actually not Professor Dershowitz, by the way. How beautiful is he, what he was just saying about paying for them and offering and to do all that stuff? I mean, there are a lot of great souls, I'm sure, who feel that way. But for them to be used, and right now, basically, the the back and forth And for Democrats to sit there and say, what are they doing? We've got 50 of them suddenly on our island, on Martha's Vineyard. What do we do? How are we going to house them? How are we going to feed them? How are we going to educate them? How are we going to give them health care? Imagine what they're going through in Texas every single day. Some of the numbers are stunning of what's been happening like in Del Rio and Eagle Pass. Those areas right there on the border, they are getting pounded. And they have almost the same population, some of them pretty close uh to what you're seeing on Martha's Vineyard. And yet they are dealing with literally hundreds upon hundreds, sometimes thousands a day. Del Rio in one day got like more than 10,000 Haitians. Remember when that whole caravan came through and they came through and they were underneath the bridge there in Del Rio? And yet nobody was saying anything at that point like, oh, how terrible that they're showing up in that Texas town and yet now we have Democratic politicians who are slamming the GOP for sending in by flights 500 at one place, 50 into Martha's Vineyard, a couple thousand here. Uh, they are just getting a small taste of what these border towns, many of them Republican, are dealing with every single day. We're going to be taking your calls after the break about all of this. 1-800-848-9222.
1: It's the Rita Cosby Show.
3: And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. And it is stunning because California Governor Gavin Newsom has now strongly urged the Department of Justice to open an investigation to criminal or civil violations, even saying potentially they should look at kidnapping under state laws, uh, basically saying that DeSantis, the governor, of course, of Florida and Abbott, the governor of Texas, should be maybe looked at for those charges because they have been flying or bussing migrants to places like Martha's Vineyard and elsewhere. This is stunning. Take a listen. Here's a little bit of Gavin Newsom, who can't wait to talk about this issue for obviously political reasons.
1: Uh, Those migrants are used as pawns to humiliate and dehumanize. What uh, Ron DeSantis is doing is a disgrace. You saw those young girls with backpacks, no older than his children, my children, being used as political pawns. And now he's using it to fundraise, to raise money. It's disgraceful. He's a disgrace.
3: Well, what about all those secret migrant flights? There were about 900 of them carrying tens of thousands of them into many cities around the country. Remember, at first, the administration wouldn't even admit they were doing it. And then they said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no big deal. We're just kind of sending them at two, three, four in the morning. But guess what? Gavin Newsom and other Democrats weren't complaining about them. But he has to look into kidnapping charges against Abbott and DeSantis. Well, here is DeSantis replying to Gavin Newsom, and I think this is the comment of the week.
8: The governor of California um, sent a letter to the Department of Justice saying, you need to prosecute Texas and Florida governors. And all I can say is, um, I think his hair gel is interfering with his brain function. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love that. I
3: think his hair gel is interrupting basically his brain function. Gavin Newsom getting it right back at him from DeSantis and, of course, other GOP governors. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Phil on line four. Phil, your thoughts about all this?
5: Yes. Hello. Thank you, Rita. Yes, we've ripped the scab off of the liberal hypocrites They want all the illegals in red states, not in their backyard. Now,
3: Exactly. That's exactly the case. You know, what, Phil, they didn't say a thing for like two years. I mean, and you look at the numbers that were like flowing in these middle of the night flights and how much are crossing every day on the border. They don't say anything. And suddenly 50 show up in Martha's Vineyard, one of the wealthiest enclaves in the country, and they're up in arms. I mean, it's crazy.
5: Well, I have a brilliant plan, if you will listen to it, Rita. Sure. Uh, Santa's and Abbott, don't take your foot off the pedal. I will sponsor a bus ticket for one illegal. And if 10,000 of us, and I'm sure there are 10,000 people, can cough up $80, we can have 10,000 illegals come to Martha's Vineyard. What do you think about that?
3: Oh, uh, so you say keep it coming.
5: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Keep your, Don't take your foot off the pedal. Uh, governors, we have your back. They want Biden just wants to hurt the red states. We know that. And what's happening to Eagle Pass is is terrible. And I really see good things if if and DeSantis continue. All we need now is Uh, Arizona to get on board and the rest of the states. I think we have a winning issue in November. What do you think, Rita?
3: Well, I do think it's a huge issue. And I also think, um, too, Phil, that part of the reason that Trump got elected in 2016 were there were those images of those major caravans, remember, that were like coming to the U.S. border. And border security is an enormous issue. And I also feel... Very much. And I rarely use this phrase, but I do feel this way, that there is a dereliction of duty uh, by this president. I mean, the first thing that they do when they take an oath is to protect the homeland. And that is an ultimate responsibility and a primary responsibility for any president. And the fact that our president not only is not doing a great job, but won't even admit there's a problem, doesn't even want to try to do anything to solve it, I think is a huge concern and a huge National security risk. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 800-848-9222. This
0: episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
1: It's the Rita Cosby show. The Rita Cosby show presents back the blue.
3: And in tonight's back the blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby show, where we honor our great law enforcement and their families. A story coming from Clinton, Missouri, where a single vehicle crash involving a truck pulling a horse trailer containing two horses uh, occurred this week in Clinton, Missouri. And the police there said it appeared that the driver of the truck, 68-year-old Gary Shuey, had a sudden medical emergency causing him to lose consciousness and control of the vehicle that he was driving. As a result... His truck left the roadway across the median and into the northbound lanes of the highway before crashing into the bottom of a steep embankment, a very dangerous situation. Well, a Clinton police supervisor who was in within the mile of the crash scene uh, when it happened was quickly dispatched and made it to the scene literally within about a minute. Now, the driver was found unresponsive, without a pulse, and not breathing when police arrived. Clinton police and also the Missouri Department of Transportation personnel were on the scene and they were able to get the 60-year-old man out of the vehicle. And with life-saving measures implemented by the police officers, he regained a pulse and was breathing on his own before being taken to the hospital. Now the driver, as well as the passenger who sustained multiple injuries as well, were both transported from the scene via ambulance and incredibly survived Thanks to the great work of the officers at the Clinton, Missouri, Police Department. And it just shows the kind of work that our officers do every single day and the life-saving measures that they do for all of us. And that's why I always love backing the blue. Well, tonight we are talking about the uproar that's happening in many liberal cities across the country and the latest place is Martha's Vineyard because 50 migrants, illegal migrants, were flown in there. And now suddenly everybody, except for Alan Dershowitz, who was on our show, uh, they are up in arms and very upset about this influx of migrants saying, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? Well, I feel like saying... Why don't you just have a wake-up call? Because if you see what's happening every single day to Texas and Arizona and elsewhere, they are dealing with thousands of illegal migrants every single day. And Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, who has had many of them come to his state, he says, guess what? This is all a testament to the very, very open border policy of this president. And that's where the anger should be, not on him and others who are shipping them into these liberal cities. Take a listen.
8: The end of the day, this is a massive policy failure by the president. This is a massive and intentional policy uh, that is causing huge amount of damage all across the country. And it's all rooted in a failure to take care that the laws are faithfully executed and to fulfill his oath of office.
3: And yet he also says it's not just the administration's fault. He also says most of the media, especially, of course, the mainstream liberal media, well, they are basically they've been turning a blind eye to the border problem for a long time.
8: And so instead of scrambling and worrying about a bunch of rich people and having 50, and, oh, by the way, they already bust them out. They're gone. They said they said we want everyone, no one's illegal, and they're gone within 48 hours. Uh, and so why not actually look at what's going on? There were more Acela corporate journalists in Martha's Vineyard today than have ever gone down to the southern border to look what's going on. Why don't you go down there and look what some of those communities have to deal with every day?
3: Good for him. And you just heard from our previous caller that he says, keep them coming. Keep them coming in, because clearly he's finally getting the attention of a lot of these liberal cities. And this one takes the, the cake, I would say, this comment from Hillary Clinton. She was on Morning Joe uh, with Joe Scarborough on MSNBC. And she had the audacity. First of all, she's not complained about these secret migrant flights in the middle of the night that have been coming. She's not been talking about the open border. And what's been happening, there have been about 800 migrants that have died uh, in the last year or so just because of what's been going on with the border situation, with the open border situation. Um, and so many, as we talked about, close to four million under Biden's time here. How many have illegally crossed the border that we know of? That doesn't count the uh, gotaways, which they believe could be potentially a million or more. I mean, it's incredible. No comment from Hillary Clinton there. Uh, but now she is weighing in after Governor DeSantis decides to send them to Martha's Vineyard. Take a listen. Some politicians would rather not only have an issue, but exacerbate it to the extent of literally human trafficking, as you said. Human trafficking. That is what Hillary Clinton is accusing Governor DeSantis and also Governor Abbott of Texas, because they are sending now just a handful relative terms to Martha's Vineyard or to in front of Kamala Harris's house in D.C. And she and Gavin Newsom are saying it's human trafficking, it's kidnapping. But the millions that have flooded across our border, no problem with those, because that's a Biden administration policy. What a bunch of hypocrites. one 800 one let us go to Rick. Uh, line one, Rick, your thoughts.
9: Hi, Rita. Would you like to know what the future non-existent border of the United States and Mexico looks like?
3: You know, I'm afraid to ask because I think I have an idea. I've already seen how bad it is now, but but I would love to hear your thoughts. Go ahead, Rick.
9: It's not my thoughts. You can look it up on the Internet. It's a 200-mile-wide international zone of cooperation with no border.
3: Well, that sounds almost like what we got now, <laughs> except I, I think uh, half the country uh, is going, uh, we don't want to cooperate with this.
9: <laughs> Would you like to look it up? You can see there's no human use zones that are marked out in red, where we won't be able to travel through or live in.
3: Wow. So is that is that your plan, or is that, what do you think of it, first of all? Is that something that you are this, for or against?
9: This is supposedly legitimate stuff from the U.N., It's the simulated reserve and corridor system to protect biodiversity.
3: Oh, my. By the way, I am not surprised to hear this because, you know, this is the same U.N. that, you know, seems to think everything's fine and hasn't really gone after even, you know, China or the Wuhan lab. I mean, they have been completely ineffective in so many levels. But what are your thoughts, Rick, in terms of when you hear that? Because Americans, I think most Americans, and if you look at even some of the latest polls, um, border is a huge issue. Security is an enormous issue in America. How do you feel about it?
9: It's genocide. I mean, between the drugs and the human trafficking and people drowning and what it's doing to this country. I yeah, mean, it's, it, it is. labeled treason.
3: It is scary. And you heard what I just said. I, I actually, you know, I do feel it is not... Um, I, I don't know if the word's not presidential or whatever, because I, you know, when you look at somebody, they take their oath. The primary responsibility is making sure that our country is safe. That is the most important thing. And you have a blaring, uh, open border right now where people are constantly, even those who are crossing are saying, Oh yeah, it's fine. It's wide open. It's no problem whatsoever. And this White House is like, thinks that they can just sort of magically make it disappear. They don't even want to go down there. The fact that he hasn't even gone down to the border, Rick, that to me is shameful.
9: It's planned destruction.
3: Yeah, and boy, is that a scary, a scary thought. Destroy, why? You think he want, his intent is to uh, to denigrate the, the country, or what do you think it is?
9: They have to destroy America so they can usher in the new world order, which they use that term. George Bush used that term. And now it's even been called the new liberal world order. And the whole thing is they just have to destroy America so they can go, this isn't working. Now you're all going to have to listen to us. And they want to control everything through the UN with CO2 regulations. If you think about it for a minute, there's nothing on this planet that you cannot do that doesn't create some CO2. So what's a better tool for controlling everything on the planet than CO2?
3: Well, well. speaking of CO2, this president constantly talks about climate change. In fact, this week, as we were looking at skyrocketing inflation numbers, skyrocketing crime numbers, he's talking about electric cars and windmills and all that other stuff. So uh Biden will fit right in with the U.N., especially this week with all the events that are taking place. Uh, let's go to Frank in Maine on Line 3. Frank, your thoughts?
4: Uh, Rita, always a pleasure to talk to you whenever I get the chance. You know, Rita in the Portland Press Herald, um Governor Mills of Maine actually had the audacity and this is this is the desperation of the Democrats has actually had the audacity to say that the Maine border now I don't know if you're familiar with the Maine border, it's one of the biggest northern borders in the country,
3: yeah. And by it's, the way, Frank, just, I have been there. I've been to uh, Mount Desert Island and Some Sound okay. Campground. I'm, a lot of my youth was there. It's beautiful. I love, I love, I love that area.
4: Uh, it, it, and so you you know what, what I'm talking about. She said, and I quote, that the northern Canadian U.S. border, going into our quote unquote sanctuary state of Maine, should be as lax as the southern border as a southern Mexican US border. This woman is insane. She knows she's in the political fight of her life because uh Paul 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 um Paul Le Page Paul Le Page is gonna is gonna cream her in the in the in the general election. So let so me so is, hang on one second,
3: having, Frank. So let me ask you when she made those comments, um what was the reaction from the people
4: there? Like what did they say? Well the people the people in, in Bangor um they, they're outraged uh, because because we are we are we are very Americana, uh, very growing, very, well, very stable Americano community. And we welcome all people. Trust me, this 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 state welcomes all people. But when you start force feeding people into a state, then you got problems. Um, Maine is not a state that you can force feed people in because it's so it's so vast. And it's so wide. And the jobs are very limited. Uh, you got Portland, you got Augusta, and you got Bangor. And after that, that's it. There's little communities. This woman wants to put those migrants from the Canadian-U.S. border into those little communities. And she's saying that the ICE, the ICE agents, that the custom agents that are between the U.S. and Canadian border are actually, quote-unquote, too harsh on the people coming through, and they should lax their laws, and they should lax their vint. And, they, and they, the migrants should actually go through um, byways to get into Maine in order to become uh, an illegal in the state of Maine. And to go so far as to say that the state of Maine will finance their housing, uh, finance their health insurance, finance their schooling. Um, No, no, no. The answer is no. And the people up here are totally the people I talk to, at least, are totally outraged by it. And she's losing in the polls and she will lose the governorship and Paul, the page will take over. Well, that's Uh, And 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 by the way,
3: and Frank, by the way, thank you very much, Frank. You know, you just talked about because I think the end result is, look, there are elections coming up and they're coming up in less than 60 days uh, so people who feel shocked and I'm shocked by it, but I hate to say it after what I've seen with our president. I'm not that shocked. Uh, it sounds like she's right in line with him. Um, but it's important to get out to the voting booth and speak your mind. And I hope the people there in Maine do, too, because, as you just pointed out, uh, the last thing you want is what we're seeing on the southern border there on the northern border. That's all you need is to have both borders so porous. Then boy, are we in, uh, even crazier shape than we already are. I mean, that to me is like catastrophic. It's already catastrophic. If you look at the numbers crossing on the southern side, but if to have it on both ends, that would be a double whammy. Uh, Frank, thank you. What a, what a really interesting call. Thank you very, very much. Uh, let's go to Larry in Brooklyn, actually, line seven. Go ahead, Larry, your thoughts.
10: Yeah. You know, I hope everybody realized. How superficial Hillary Clinton really is! If they didn't realize it by now, because the only reason she chimed in is so she could turn a phrase. Hey, nobody used the term human trafficking. I'll be the first. Wow, you scored a lot of points, Hillary. Now go back to your to your, uh, to whatever. But uh, Bill, but uh, you know she's so trite. And also Gavin Newsom. I mean, could you imagine if Gavin Newsom and and uh, and uh, what's his name uh the, we'll forget that just Gavin Newsom is on is on a personal mission to let this old woman die in jail this woman who was involved in the uh, Sharon Tate murders um all of her cohorts got out she's like 73 she's been up for parole 10 times Larry you're on a tangent but let Larry,
3: let me just get you stay focused um you talked about Hillary Clinton um because yeah for her to sit there and basically say like you know, almost essentially endorsing. I mean, she suggested human trafficking, that what they're doing is human trafficking. Newsom uh, also files, you know, basically tells DOJ, hey, look into this for potential kidnapping and other state laws. What do you make of the timing of this? Is it because it's prior to the midterms, or, or is it the fact that they're sending them to the cities, or is it a combination of both, Larry? What do you think?
10: I'll tell you what it is. Okay, it, look, the Democrats – this is akin to uh, white white versus black snobbery in their version. They have – the Democrats, uh, the liberals, I'll say, but the Democrats, they have a view of of, of the – they see the expanse of the United States, and they see small-town America, and they say, you know, small-town America has a lot of room for people. And so they decide that they're the ones that are dis- that can decide the demographics of the United States because, you know, small-town America, if you add too many people, it becomes big-town America. People have the right to live in small towns. So, you know, there's an expression, if I wasn't here, I'd be there. You know, uh, kidnapping, who puts them in small-town America, and why should they belong there just because there's, quote-unquote, a lot of room? There's a lot of room in Montana – Okay. And Wyoming, because there are grizzly bears there. And you know what? They have the, the grizzly bears have the right to live in that state and to occupy even more land because they once expanded all over the West.
3: Okay. Yeah. Grizzly you know, bears have rights too. <laughs> you know, you know, it's interesting though, Larry. There, there is this issue of demographics. And a lot of people believe it comes down to voting that they just, they're hoping that all of them coming in. Uh, and that's what you hear from, you know, many on the GOP side that they think the motivation of the Democrats is that with that open border and the fact they're turning such a blind eye because there's no conceivable reason that you would not really be vetting them, be allowing so many in, um, you know, at such an enormous rate. It is such a security risk not protecting your border and checking, um, that it's gotta be for trying to increase, you know, hoping that maybe at some point they're going to vote Democratic in the next go round. make them all citizens and suddenly you've got X million voters in America because why else? I, I mean, you know, it's like and the fact that they are complaining now uh, when a place like Martha's Vineyard gets 50, uh, that would be a very slow day on almost any town in the border. I mean, that's the hypocrisy of it all is just unbelievable. And I do think it's politics. They're trying to just do anything they can uh to raise the attention and to try to turn it. But the Republicans have to keep putting it out and keep saying this is an unbelievable comparison. And I love, again, I keep going back to uh DeSantis because I love his quote where he really like sticks it back to Newsom. It's the best of the day. We're going to come back, everybody. And afterwards, by the way, I'm going to give you a little tease here because after the break, We are going to play a brand new segment that we're going to be starting every Friday night on the Rita Cosby Show. It is called Rita's Ringers. And it is because we get the best calls from all of you guys, like Larry and everybody who's been calling tonight. And I love Friday nights because we just open up the phone lines here again. We get a chance to hear from all of you across the country, which I absolutely love. So what we're going to be doing is playing our highlights, and that's why we want to have the calls keep coming, because you might end up on Rita's Ringers of sort of our fascinating or fun calls of the week that we're going to play every Friday night. And we're going to give you a little tease after the break.
1: It's The Rita Cosby Show.
3: And you know how much I always love hearing from all of you here on The Rita Cosby Show. And I love on Friday nights because we just open up the phone lines. We do it every night because I look at our show as sort of one big, great town hall. And you will never be canceled on our show. We always love all of your opinions. And we are launching a new segment that we're going to be doing every Friday night. It is called Rita's Ringers, where we play some of our favorite calls or fun calls of the week. So we want all of you to keep the calls coming because you might make it to our best of, if you will, at the end of the week. Here's a little sample of our brand new segment, Rita's Ringers. Take a listen.
5: (laughs) I miss your shows.
4: I'm hurt.
3: When I don't hear from you, I'm hurting, too, Phil.
4: Rita, always a pleasure, and every time I talk to you, I just feel good. If you were a betting girl, which you may be. And a-
3: I bet every day I put you on the show. This is Rita's Ringers.
11: Yeah, I just uh, appreciate you reporting on this. Uh, we didn't. If you didn't have people reporting like this, like you, we wouldn't know what was going on. We'd be really buffooned. But uh, my wife and I say that every day. We like to listen to your show and some things on Fox and whatnot. Shaney, she's a, she's a zero. Pence is a zero. And, and this woman com- even admitted the facts, because if I would have done the other thing,
9: when she rode Trump's tails, she, she soared like an eagle, and now she's talking about, oh,
5: that's why I didn't. She's a zero. Her father was a zero. She's a zero. And Pence is a zero. What was Pence before Trump came along? A zero. I don't think
3: Dick Cheney's gonna let Liz run because that's a lot of money to run for the presidency of the United States. And I don't, I I just don't believe Dick is gonna let her waste all that money.
9: How many people did you dance with at the party last night? I heard news you were all dancing. You had a good time,
3: Stan. You sound like a jealous phone <laughs> caller.
9: <laughs> I heard you were all over the dance floor.
3: I was. Who's talking, Dominic or or who? I got to find out.
5: I'm gonna... <laughs> I heard you were all over. Yeah, I, I'm actually, jealous.
3: I did have a great time, my I'm friend. Glad. I'm glad. Thank I'm you. Glad <laughs> Rita's ears. So keep your calls coming, everybody. And I was dancing up a storm, by the way. I had a great time. It was our WABC 100th anniversary bash, uh, which was a total blast and celebrating the great Awesome WABC Radio, which we are based out of here on the Red Apple Network. Uh, But everybody, keep your calls coming because you will find out on Friday nights if you make it to our Rita's Ringers. And we get so many calls, but we want to keep hearing from you because we love being able to play them back and share them with all of you. So tune in on Friday nights to see if you make it to Rita's Ringers. And the number 1-800-848-9222. one 800 848 nine two two two. Uh, Let's go to Mark on line six. Mark, your thoughts uh, about what we're talking about with the migrants.
2: Yeah. Hey, uh, Rita, a pleasure to talk to you again. You know, uh, this just exposes uh, those phony liberal celebrities up there with their million dollar mansions. Uh, You know, they claim they're all for, you know, uh, helping the poor, helping the the uh, people who are minorities, and they get fifty of them, and they can't—they—they they pull their strings with the politicians to get them off, like that the, within hours. It, it's just disgraceful. And one other thing, I—I uh, I kind of uh, uh, think of uh, our caller uh, that we love from New Jersey, Michael. I'm, I'm channeling him uh, because of, of of Stan. He says that that, that moron from uh, Forest Hills won't call about this because he can't bring his uh, his derangement syndrome of Trump into it. Uh, he may call because he heard his voice uh, on, on your new segment there, but he waits only to where he can uh, get rid of his uh, pent-up anger. About- <laughs> but you know what, Mark?
3: I love hearing from everybody. I do. And we're going to keep the calls coming, and you, all of you, after the break.
1: It's the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name it's Rita. Because
12: your perfume you, smelling sweet since when I saw you.
3: Democratic officials are up in arms and very upset about these flights. We're continuing to talk about the migrants that were sent now to beautiful Martha's Vineyard, where, by the way, the average price of a home I was just looking up is about a million dollars. And guess what? I think that they can afford to take care of the migrants a little more than some of the people in Del Rio, Texas, which every single day deal with a massive influx of migrants. And nobody has said anything. The Democrats haven't said a word, by the way, when they've been going into Del Rio, Texas or Eagle Pass area. But now suddenly when they get shipped into Martha's Vineyard by the GOP governors, oh, there's a real problem here. Or they end up outside the vice president's house in Washington, D.C., the observatory, the Naval Observatory there. When a few busloads show up there, oh, it's a big problem Let me just give you a little context here. This is amazing. Martha's Vineyard, it's a population of about 17,000. Again, the average home price, as I mentioned, is about a million. In Del Rio, Texas, the population is about 30, 35,000 on one single day. They had about 15,000 Haitians recently came into Del Rio, Texas. That was that huge surge that happened where they were underneath the bridge and we saw the images. Nobody said anything at that point like, oh, gosh, we have to help Del Rio. Oh, no, no, no. It was like, oh, it's your problem. No big deal. But now suddenly when a few of them show up in one of the richest enclaves where Obama has like a multimillion dollars it's like a $12 million home there, like a huge compound in Martha's Vineyard. Oh, suddenly it's a problem to me. This is just so hypocritical and just unbelievable. Take a listen. First off, here is D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser basically saying we can't handle all of these. And they've only had a few thousand come to D.C. It's not our problem. This is Texas's problem. Take a listen.
0: We're not a border town. We don't have uh, infrastructure uh, to handle uh, this this type of in a, a level of immigration to our city. But we will we'll create a new normal here in our infrastructure and have a, a humane welcome for people and an efficient, um, you know, service provision. But we we don't have the ability. We're not Texas. And take
3: a listen to this exchange. This is Corinne jean Pierre, the White House press secretary. I can't believe this. She had the cojones to basically blame President Trump for the problems at the border, not her president who's had an unprecedented high number of migrants come in under Trump. It was an unprecedented low. It was basically a 40 year low of in terms of illegal crossings, because they guess what? They knew the ones who came through, they got sent right back. They had remain in Mexico. They had all those issues. But no, it's a big old neon sign under Biden. And yet this White House says, oh, no, Trump is to blame. Listen to this one. Uh, which we got to remember, this immigration system was also decimated and gutted uh, by this last administration. So, again, if Republicans' uh, official would, would stop blocking comprehensive immigration, if they would stop doing these political stunts and working with us, we want to work with them on solving this. And there's ways to do that, whether it's record funding that that is provided to DHS or this comprehensive immigration uh, bill. And so, again, instead of doing these political stunts, putting migrants at risk, children and families at risk, why don't they join us in trying to fix this problem at the border? It's the past administration's fault. That, to me, is stunning. That is like the pot calling the kettle black. I mean, that is just one of the most outrageous comments and one of the most inaccurate comments. And at least there were a couple of people in the media briefing who were like, uh, 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 that doesn't seem correct, Corinne Jean-Pierre, but she kept it coming. And then she said, no, the border is secure. She followed up with what Kamala Harris was saying. Remember, Kamala Harris was in the meeting with uh, Meet the Press, remember in the interview when she was asked, even by Chuck Todd, is like, uh the border sort of doesn't really seem secure. Do you really think so? And she's like, oh, no, it's secure. Uh, we're doing everything we can. It's secure. And then Corinne Jean-Pierre, like a parrot this week, was like, oh, yeah, 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 it's secure. Everything's fine. No problem there. It's totally fine. Everything's open, wide open. It's secure. It's great. So in the middle of all this, they come in and they are getting shipped to D.C., and so a whole bunch of busloads come in, and we're going to play right now. This is amazing. This is a comment. I couldn't believe this exchange. This is one of my the exchanges of the week. Griff Jenkins, of course, a Fox correspondent who was interviewing some of the migrants. He spent a lot of time in the border, and he's been in Central America, South America. He's been in Mexico uh, down there interviewing a lot of the migrants. So he interviews some of the migrants who arrive on the buses in D.C., And listen to this exchange. They, like, without hesitation, this one who he interviews basically says, you know what? Yeah, I'm here illegally. The border's wide open. Uh, I mean, if this is not like this should be put in a campaign ad over and over again for every single person who is challenging a Democrat this November. I mean, all you need to do is just play this interview over and over again again. And the administration says the border's secure. Listen to the migrants themselves. Listen to what this one migrant says who just got busted into D.C. And
5: Vice President Harris said that the border is closed. Is the border clo- borders closed or is it open? It's open, not closed. The border is open. The border is open. Do you believe that all the migrants believe that the border is open? Yeah, everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because we enter. We come in free. No problem. And and, But it's open for you to come illegally, right? Illegally, yes. Illegally. That's true. And you came illegally? Yeah, we came illegally. Not legal. Wow! You just heard him. The border's open.
3: It's free. We come in free. Everybody knows it. And we come in illegally. Yeah. He's not even, like, hesitating. He's not even going, oh, I don't know if I should be saying this. It's like, of course it is. You know? What kind of person doesn't believe it isn't? You know? I mean, that's the way he's saying it. Like, of course, you know, I don't blame him. He's being honest. Why isn't this administration honest about what's really happening at the border? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Tommy. Line four. Tommy, your thoughts.
12: Hey, I'm Tommy. Two times. Two times. Hi, Reader. I just want to say that Biden is backwards. I think he thinks backwards. He's taking care of illegal immigrants and not so much uh, concerned about homeless Americans and uh, and 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 regular people like like illegal immigrants, you know, and even some Americans are struggling with food, you know, with money. And uh, I'm a a disabled veteran. Oh, my goodness. Thank
3: you for your service. Thank you.
12: And thank you very much for for always keeping up with the cops and the, the, the veterans and stuff. I really appreciate that. My daughter's also a police officer. Thank you. You know, some Americans are struggling. And then um, you know, and I, I sometimes have difficulty with money for food and gas and, and they have to get to my appointments when I gotta go to the VA, you know. And the way I see it is Biden is screwing American. And he, he helps the legals and get more money for things and he'll make sure he'll point point out there he'll help criminals. But he never I will never disparage the presidency of the United States. I was raised to respect the office, but Biden needs to go. I'll keep my thoughts to myself about what I think about Biden.
3: But, you know, know, Tommy, first off, I just want to say thank you for your service and obviously your family's service, too. Um, But, you know, one of the most uh, I agree with you that he seems to be giving priorities in many cases, at least to migrants and giving them better treatment or easier treatment, if you will, in so many standards. I mean, I even think about. How about like during the vaccine? Remember the requirements that, you know, uh if you're in the military, you had to be vaccinated. If you're law enforcement, you had to be vaccinated. And yet they weren't screening people at the border. I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? I mean, uh, those are the ones that you would be screening in first who's coming in illegally and coming through the border. Those should be the first ones checked. And our military and our law enforcement should be given priority, I think, in every single turn. And one of the other things that that really disheartened me to exactly what you're talking about, Tommy, this week. Um, there were um, comments made by uh, one of the Army officials, one of the senior enlisted officials, who basically was asked by a number of veterans saying, you know, hey, what do we do? You know, we're concerned because everybody's having a hard time making ends meet. How do we make ends meet and what do we do? And he basically said, a senior Army official, go look into food stamps. Go check out, you know, food stamps and food programs like that. It's like. Uh, don't you have something better than advising them to go look at food stamps? And yet people like you who have served our country and done so much to protect our country um, are told, hey, look at food stamps, and then they look at the southern border, and you look at the southern border and go, wait a minute, they're coming through, and many of them are getting health care, they're getting housing, Uh, In some cases, they're getting, you know, cell phones and all these other things are being put up in hotels in New York City and elsewhere, luxury hotels. Um, I think some of those free rooms and free things, if they have any of those things, they should be going to veterans first, you know, especially those are in a tight stretch or homeless veterans or anybody who, you know, economic situation, like you were just talking about, Tommy. So to me, it gets me so angry when I see that it's sort of like, hey, fend for yourselves, you know, you guys, you Americans and you noble people who have done great service for our country. And yet if you're coming through the border, it's like, come on in. What else do you want for free? What else? Um, it does make you scratch your head and it makes you wonder where this president's priorities are. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Valeria in Florida. Line three, Valeria, your thoughts.
13: Hi Rita. My heart breaks for the innocent US citizens of Del Rio and El Paso and of the the soldiers and their families that have to go on food stamps. I live in Southeast Florida. I'm proud of my Italian stallion governor and I can tell you I have seen firsthand with my own eyes these illegals that come here and they cross the border illegally, that, that doesn't stop there. They continue illegal behavior patterns here. They defraud the welfare system, the medical system, they, they get involved in crime, they work under the table. We have, we have a lot of women here that start housing, house cleaning companies. They charge $250, $250 to clean a two-bedroom, two-bathroom condo. They're, they're buying houses back in their own countries within a few years. They defraud the insurance, the car insurance system. We know it all down here in Florida. And not only that, we've got a serious housing crisis down here. We cannot get affordable housing for our own U.S. citizen people. And we we don't have room to house illegals down here for free. Do well, and and you just heard
3: Valeria what I was just saying about the army. Did you? Can you believe the army was basically? You know, here's sort of an official in the army. I think that's disgusting. You know that his response was, you know, hey, we need help. Oh, go get food stamps. At the same time, where we're seeing, you know, uh, you know, people on this guy on the bus that I just played. Talk about a contrast. You know, he's like, yeah, we were told it's free, it's open, we're illegal, blah blah blah, and then here are like hardworking veterans and other people that. Um, I feel like if there is availability, which as you talk about, obviously, Florida and a lot of places are having, you know, huge housing crunch. But if there's any availability, those guys, our veterans and our military and law enforcement and those people who are maybe right now in dire straits financially, they should be first in line, don't you think?
13: They should be, and you know you never hear these illegals that are interviewed saying, I'm sorry I broke the law. I promise I won't break any laws. I promise I'll pay taxes. I promise I'll defend this country. They never say that. It's I, I, I. I want, I want, I want. And, Rita, we see it down here in Florida, and I've seen it up in New England. I've seen it everywhere, and they commit a lot of fraud. A lot of them commit marriage fraud. They come down here, they get married, they get divorced and they become U.S. citizens in the process, the fraud is is rampant. It's rampant. And shame on our Republicans that have not cracked down on this.
3: Well, and Imagine you bring up a great point. Down. You bring up a good point because on the flip side, you know, uh, President Biden and a lot of the Democrats haven't, have allowed it, you know, blatantly allowed it. I mean, I have never heard, like, such, like, a bunch of lies this week by our administration that they kept saying the border's secure, the border's secure, the border's secure. It's like, like, I mean, as we're looking at the images, I mean, it couldn't be a bigger juxtaposition when you hear them repeatedly say that, and yet every single person with half a brain can tell that that's a lie. You know, it's like a blatant lie. I have more respect for them if they said, you know, the border is wide open, and we've allowed it, and we're trying to figure out how to fix it. You know, at least I'd say, oh, at least they're coming to an acknowledgement. But it's like if somebody has a problem, if you're an alcoholic, if you don't admit that you've got a problem drinking... How are you going to fix it? And it's the same thing with the border. It's like if they're not even admitting that there's even an issue on the border, they're making it sound like we're like like we're making it up or that if anybody asks, oh, I don't know what pictures you're talking about. I don't know what images you're talking about. Oh, those uh three or four million. Oh, no, no. We're processing them. We're vetting them. We're doing that. Uh, I mean, they have done everything to open the border by the changing of the remain in Mexico, the Title 41. Uh, Remember all the COVID restrictions? They couldn't wait to lift them. You know, meanwhile, they were putting COVID restrictions everywhere else. But no, not on the border. Magically, there's no COVID on the border if you're an illegal immigrant. Magically, they have no criminal records or magically there's no COVID. And that, to me, is just it's put places like your beautiful state of Florida um, it's made that state, obviously, uh, continuously overrun uh, by so many migrants, but it's basically now made every state a border state. And I, I agree with you when you talked about DeSantis and a number of you have tonight. Um, I say bravo to DeSantis. I think it's great that he and Abbott are bringing attention to this problem um, because this is what Texas and Florida and Arizona are dealing with every single day. And all those hidden flights in the middle of the night—remember, the Biden administration didn't even admit they were happening. They were flying into Westchester, and they were like, "What flights?" And finally, you know, it was uh, a- who was it? Rob Astorino, former Westchester County executive and former, you know, gu- gubernatorial candidate, said, "Wait a minute, you know what? I have it on video. I have it on tape." And then they finally had to admit that it was happening. And how many flights? Do you realize a number just came out recently? It was nine hundred flights. 900 flights were flying in secretly in the middle of the country, all over to, like, Alabama. They were flown into, like, you know, Midwest, too, uh, Northeast, all over the country. And that was okay. By the way, did you ever hear the Democrats complaining about that? No, they didn't say a word. But then 50 of them show up to Martha's Vineyard or outside the vice president's house, and it's suddenly a catastrophe. Shame on them. 1-800-848-9222.
1: It's the Rita Cosby Show.
3: The governor of California making some serious threats to Ron DeSantis and also Governor Greg Abbott, basically in a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland, saying, "You know what? Uh, I strongly urge you to look into kidnapping charges because they have shipped just a few migrants to cities like Washington D.C. and now to Martha's Vineyard." And Biden, of course, is getting in on the action, too, because he's been with his. We talked about his Darth Vader speech that he's been doing. He has been continuing to throw the mud at the GOP every which way but loose. And now he is blaming the GOP governors for sending migrants to other cities. Listen to what he said last night in a speech before Democrats.
5: I'm proud that the Obama Biden administration stood up for dreamers. My predecessor tried to end DACA, but the Biden-Harris administration is working to preserve it and fortify it. And with Secretary McElroy's leadership, we're committed to fixing the immigration system. Instead of working with us on solutions, Republicans are playing politics with human beings, using them as props. What they're doing is simply wrong. It's un-American. It's reckless. And we have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. We're working to make sure it's safe and orderly and humane. Republican officials should not interfere with that process, by waging these political stunts. It's long overdue for Senate Republicans to come to the table, and provide a pathway for citizens, for dreamers. We have a process in
3: place. I mean, that, on top of everything that he just said, is stunning. That he's going after the GOP. This is like the new Democratic strategy, clearly. Like in every single form. And Katie Pavlich, Republican contributor on Fox News, says... This is just utterly disgusting because now Democrats are crying foul that the migrants are showing up in front of their doorsteps. The Biden administration has allowed two million people to come into the country, go to towns that are not necessarily Democratic sanctuary cities. And that burden has been placed on the American people and someone's paying for it. So the reality of resources versus the moral preening we've seen from the left on this issue is smacking them right in the face and it's looking pretty elitist considering when it happens at martha's vineyard they're now concerned about the human trafficking involved when they haven't been involved or concerned about the trillion dollar industry they've enabled from south america through mexico with the cartels making yeah no problem there the cartels are making so much money and poorly unfortunately the migrants You know, you feel bad for them. It's terrible. They are spending tons of money to coyotes and others to get them across the border. And you feel bad for them. But we also have to protect our border. We're going to continue with your calls after the break.
1: It's the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes.
3: And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, where we honor our great military and their families, a powerful story coming from Washington, D.C., where Midwest Honor Flights, which is a nonprofit organization based in Sioux Center, Iowa, has flown over a 1,000 veterans to Washington, D.C. through the years. But the missions are starting to see fewer and fewer World War II vets. Anthony Riedel was the only World War II veteran on this past weekend's flight. The 99-year-old says vets from his era are disappearing, but it's events like these that make sure that they are never forgotten. By the way, Riedel was just 18 years old when he joined the Army in 1940. He served as a tech sergeant within the European Theater until 1945, and then as a master sergeant in the Air Force, during the Korean War. Uh, by the way, he is going to be turning 100 next month on the 15th. And he said going there was a wonderful trip. And the people putting it on are just the tops. It made me so, so grateful. What a beautiful story. And it's so important to remember that we still have heroes living among us, uh, especially those great ones from the greatest generation. By the way, everybody, I want to let you know that I am also proudly supporting the Tunnels to Towers 5K Walk Run in New York City again this year. It's taking place on Sunday, September 25th, and I need your help. The Tunnels to Towers Foundation is an amazing Organization. They do so much to help our injured veterans, also Gold Star families. They're a terrific organization. So obviously, please do what you can to help. Help us remember those lost on 9-11 also as we retrace FDNY firefighter Stephen Siller's final footsteps. We're going to do it together. It's simple to support my team this year in the Tunnels to Towers 5K Walk Run. Here's what you do. You go to walk.ritaCosby online. Walk.Rita Cosby online.com and donate to my team. All the money goes to the Tunnels to Towers Foundation. I want to thank everybody for your support and also supporting America's heroes. Uh, This is one of the largest 5K walk runs in the country. And again, the Tunnels to Towers Foundation is an amazing organization. Honoring our great heroes again walk cosby online dot com and donate today to this incredible, incredible mission. Thank you so much for remembering all of our great veterans and of course we are talking about what 's been going on in the border and the fact that now some of these Liberal communities are going crazy with the fact that 50 of them were shipped to Martha's Vineyard, the migrants, six of them, 6,000 were shipped to D.C., uh, it sounds like maybe a lot, but it's not that much compared to the thousands upon thousands that every single day are crossing our southern border. And I say bravo to the fact that, like, Governor Abbott and Governor DeSantis, Texas, and also Florida, that they are sending them now to these other communities. A lot of these communities say, oh, yeah, sure, we want as many as possible. We support our migrants. We do this. And now they're upset when they're coming into their communities Talk about a double standard. But everybody is talking about this because it's so blaring. And by the way, I love the fact that Governor DeSantis sent them there to Martha's Vineyard. Obama, of course, has a home there. By the way, his compound, it's about $12 million is his compound. It's about 30 acres. Uh, so I think he has room to house 50 migrants. He says he wants them all in. Why don't we just send them all to that compound? That would be the perfect place to put them. What do you think? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ on line 6. BJ, your thoughts about all this, my friend?
14: Yeah, the Real Housewives of Martha's Vineyard has been heard from. And uh, frankly, uh, they uh, didn't disappoint at all. Exactly what I expected to hear from these liberal phonies. Rules for thee, not for me. Don't send them to my neighborhood. Your neighborhood can look like treasure of the Sierra Madre or the Canary Row. Uh, You know, it seems to me after listening to um, uh, Professor Dershowitz and your discussion with him that – All of these blue state loser governors uh, are in violation of their uh, constitutional oath to uphold the Constitution and to keep us safe from all enemies domestic. These states have been destroyed. Uh, California will never come back. These businesses were ground up during the, the pandemic uh while he was up at the, the 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 english laundry uh getting donations uh New york's no better A Catholic Charities got eight million bucks to uh house and process uh uh people coming from Texas. Uh, that got through the border. It seems to me the only people that are, do, are carrying uh, the constitutional oath and taking it seriously are the red state governors like DeSantis and Abbott. So, um, all I can hope for and pray for, and, and anybody within the earshot of my voice, is that these uh, blue state losers are so, so voted out in November because they are really destroying our country and that caller you had on from from Florida she 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 put I want to thank her she put everything into words that I I I've been feeling for years these uh, illegal immigrants have been flown in here under cover of night and uh, when when they were uh, leadership was confronted with it they shrugged their heads and you know kind of what well, what are you talking about you know and now it's been exposed. Now who, who they really are has been exposed. When we bring them to their communities, uh, and and dump them where you know they uh, uh, they live, now they they're, well well what do you mean? Hey, they, they, you can't live, keep them here, you know. So, um, I'm so sad, uh, that it's come to this, but, uh, this is where we're at now.
3: You know, it's interesting. You talk about in the hypocrisy level, like Muriel Bowser, she gets 6,000 of them, you know, that was, that was coming in and she calls for the National Guard after like the first thousand, right, BJ? But yeah. yet, but yet. She and other ones didn't want to call the National Guard, you know, out uh, uh, on even the pro, the summer of love protests. Remember? She like went up in arms that the National Guard was like there to, you know what I mean? Remember? Think about the hypocrisy of that. And also when Democratic, you know, folks like mayors like her and others were asked, should we send the military down to the border? It's a disaster. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, or should we have the military help with, you know, to, contain the quote summer of love riots oh no 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 but then a few hundred come into her community and she's asking for the national guard saying we're being overrun i mean what a bunch of hypocrites bj it's shameful
14: (laughs) it really is it's like it's it's like uh you know it's like the gilded age they live in their own little gilded age and we've we've uh you know we've we've interfered with their tea time and their uh polo matches uh, once too often, uh, with these pesky questions like, "What are we going to do with P- with the gangs that have infested our cities?" and have taken over our culture. You know, I really this our, our the immigration system has been made a sham of. My mother was an immigrant. She she has a similar story as as to your parents, you know, and uh she she no one helped her. It was considered a sin. It was a scourge to take any money that didn't belong to her. She she would sooner uh, I mean uh, I have stories of how I used to have to walk 30 and 40 blocks uh, to get sales, to get a quart of milk and stuff when I was a kid, because we just didn't have it. We just didn't have it. Uh, uh, that woman could take 15 cents and turn it into a dollar. And, uh, you know, I, 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 this, they, these people just plop up. They say, where's my free housing? Where's my free money? I see it every day in this neighborhood. Oh. People don't – they don't speak a word of English. They're driving thousand around percent. a $50,000 v- vehicle. Uh, they honk the horns like it's their country. Uh, all of the parks have been taken over with these soccer games and soccer matches. It's like something out of Chile in the 1970s.
3: Now, and, B.J., I hear you, too, because I feel like being an American also is a privilege. And, obviously, you went through it in your family, and my parents said it was the greatest day of their life when they became American citizens. You know, it was such an honor. They worked hard for it. They learned the language. And just like you said, you know, they were very industrious like your parents um and just appreciated it too i think there's something that just it, it, it first of all there's a huge security issue and it cheapens the value of being an american i think being an American's the greatest thing in the world and it's a gift and you want them to feel like you know you had to work for it and you know and and the tears in your eyes when you come here and what it means and working hard to be an american and 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 appreciating the values and the sovereignty of the country and and doing the best you can and hardworking. And I think if you just sort of say, Hey, come on in. Don't worry. We're not going to check you. We're not going to do anything. It minimizes the value of being an American. And I think being an American again is, is a, is the, the beacon of hope, uh, that we all, it, it used to be and it still is. And you don't want to lose that. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to JC. Uh, in Pennsylvania, line one, JC, your thoughts?
11: Hey, Rita, how are you?
3: I'm good. I'm good. But you know what? Yeah. It is. It is the the hypocrisy is ripe, JC. You
11: know? Yeah. So, yeah you got gruesome newsome talking about dehumanizing people. He de- dehumanized all the people in California, the 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 poverty and the crime that they they have to witness and they have to bear. Uh, Hillary, Hillary. How much money did they steal from the Haitian people? They could have helped all those poor people in the, you know, feed them, clothe them. They stole the money. Where, where was Obama at, at uh, Martha's Vineyard? Where was he to greet the immigrants? Well, okay. that's that's
3: what did you hear what I just said, JC? I was looking it up that his compound it's about thirty acres. And it's worth about, uh, 12 million, his home there on Martha's Vineyard. So a, a 20, you know, 30 acre compound, um, you could put a lot of people in there. Why don't you set up a 10 city there? You know, and, and, and he certainly has a lot of money. Why doesn't he like host them? You know, I mean, he could easily host 50 people. They'd still have plenty of room. And it, quite frankly, it'd be much more comfortable for them than living under a bridge or a street or whatever, you know, and if he really walk the walk,
11: walk the walk Obama, you know? Yep. you know what? Here's here's a, uh, a challenge for the Republicans. Biden said we want to work with you. I think the Republicans should go to Biden and say, "Hey, here's a plan. Uh, that trillion dollar infrastructure bill. Why don't we take that money and help the infrastructure with these illegals? Well, you know what? You you're giving everything away. So why don't you set up some sort of compounds, put them to work on the on the uh roads okay and and I lost you no, you we
6: still got you yeah. j c we got you yeah
11: okay well, put uh, put them to work on the roads and whatever else it has to built, and then they could repay back all the money that they're putting them up for for food for hotel, so on, and so forth. you know what's in JC? What
3: J.C., you know it's interesting, I was thinking of something similar. Um, that if you want to have them work, and in fact, Mayor Eric Adams of New York was talking about, um, that, oh, they shouldn't have to wait six months or a certain amount of time to work, that that's not fair to the migrants. So I came back with a similar saying, you know what? Why don't you have them work for free for a year or two or something like that? If they're here, um, those that are here, have them work. They, it goes towards, you know, like you just said, to the roads or to the bridges. Have them work. Have them pay, but not get paid but make it sort of like a a two-year national service or something like that. Um, You know, doing some jobs that we really do need workers for. Maybe then it makes sense. Uh, What are your thoughts about that, J.C.? What do you think?
11: What's the matter with you? J.C., can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, go ahead, J.C. Uh, You know what? I'm, I'm sorry, JC, we're
3: losing you. We're losing you. Call back some other time, but JC, we lost you there. You're having a conversation. But anyway, let's go to Roger in Massachusetts. Line three. Go ahead, Rog.
6: Yeah, thanks for taking my call. And that wasn't a bad idea. That that sounded pretty good, that whole uh, that spiel right there. Okay, so here's my point. I heard recently, supposedly, that our vice president mentioned the word amnesty. Now, uh, another thing is that Millions of people, let's face it, they're not going to be deported. Okay. Therefore, I think some law firms ought to get together and put together a class action lawsuit to, uh, um, for the reimbursement of everyone who didn't have thousands of dollars to get smuggled over the border to come here. But they came here with nothing in their pocket, paid the, the fees, and did the studying to become naturalized. I think they should all be reimbursed, perhaps in the form of either a uh, uh, their their income, uh, federal income tax is reduced by 50%, or b if they're already retired, um, they get a 50% bump up in their for, for the rest of their lives. By the way, uh, in their um, uh, Social Security, whatever they get, their Social Security, um, because. Uh, so it's, 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 it's very unfair to them, as we all uh, know. So what you're saying, Instead I think what you're
3: are you trying to say, Rog, hold on one second. Are you trying to say that those who've come here and done it through the right channels and have done it legally, that they shouldn't have had to pay so much or gone through all this effort when they're now looking at what is clearly people just coming through and getting freebies? Um that somehow we you know we should reimburse them because they did it the right way. Is that is that what you're
6: saying? So initially I thought, oh, reimburse them with interest, but that's really you know, you can't afford Because you know what? The, um the Biden administration taunted us uh, a year ago with giving four hundred and fifty thousand dollars to each of these democrats because the family's But I thought a more effective way because the country can't afford to reimburse everything, but the more effective way therefore No, and I, and
3: I hear what you're saying, Raj, because it's interesting. If you look at some of the polls, a lot of people, a lot of the Latin voters, you know, Hispanic voters are not happy with the fact that the border is open and that people are just coming across because many of the people who did it the right way, uh, from whatever country, whether it's a, you know, Latin country or not, um, they realize how hard it is to become a citizen when you go through the checks and learning the language and the tests and all the other things. And so they do resent when they see that open border situation. And a lot of those who are immigrants, and particularly even in the latest polls, a lot of folks, uh Latinos, have not been happy with President Biden because they resent that he has given this open border porous situation. They appreciate it. they worked hard. They're good, hardworking Americans. And uh, I think at least your thought is an interesting one. Um, to, uh, you know, somehow showcase them and appreciate those who've done it correctly. So I think that that's a good sentiment in that regard. Um, When we come back, an update, by the way, coming out about the Trump special master. Some big breaking news on that. We're going to give you an update on that. And we'll continue with your calls. I love talking to all of you on a Friday night here on The Rita Cosby Show. 1-800-848-9222.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile
3: going to be doing a little two-step here. I went to University of South Carolina, so I know Dwight Yoakam. I know who that is. And it's great to be with all of you on a Friday night. And, boy, it's going to be an interesting week. My goodness, you think we got the Queen's funeral on Monday? You got the U.N. next week? It is going to be a wild time. All over the country. And, of course, we're going to have all the latest here on the Rita Cosby Show. By the way, some new news, some breaking news just coming in in the last little bit. Uh The Justice Department, the same Justice Department that Gavin Newsom is saying should have uh, filed kidnapping charges against Governor DeSantis and others. Well, that Justice Department just did a filing on a Friday night uh asking an appeals court to basically put parts of the judge's order requiring that third-party independent review on hold. Um, this was, again, remember that special master that the judge appointed. The name just came out yesterday, and the special master is wasting no time calling for a meeting At the Brooklyn Federal Courthouse next Tuesday, wants all sides to come together. This is the person who's supposed to be overseeing all the documents that were seized on the raid of Mar-a-Lago, 11,000 documents deciding what should be kept in, what the DOJ should be allowed to see, what it shouldn't be allowed to see. Well, everybody thought that the DOJ would appeal this decision because they don't want an independent party. They don't want somebody else looking at the documents. They want to be the ones deciding what they can use and what they can see and what they can't see. They've already gone through it all, basically, and said, oh, we're doing a good job. Trust us, which, by the way... I think is completely inappropriate. I think given the fact it's such a huge historical case that for sure there should be a third party. So not only is Trump treated fairly, but that the American public can feel a sense of confidence that the investigation is fair. And if the DOJ has nothing to hide and they're doing everything above board, well, then they shouldn't care about a third party independent party looking at it because then there's nothing to hide. Then they can say, look it. You know, even a third party looked at it. It should actually help the DOJ, and it should certainly help President Trump. But they don't like it, and they have now basically filed a request with the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals saying, wait, not so fast, we want to put a block on this, and they are basically appealing the decision to actually have a third party look at these documents. So we're going to take a look at that. There's going to be a lot of back-and-forth legal wrangling, and this is going to go on for months what it does mean is that for sure, no matter where this goes, uh, they're not going to be able to get a chance to look at the documents or go through it because the Trump team's going to haggle back. They're going to be like fighting over documents, fighting over special master, and there's going to be a lot of re- legal wrangling going on in this case for quite some time. And that helps President Trump big time because President Trump can use that to his advantage. And certainly say, uh, this is not being appropriate. This is not fair. And why is the DOJ? Why do they keep fighting it? You know, I think it looks really bad for DOJ. They should just say, you know what? Yeah, let's have a third party. We'll have anybody look at it. You know, uh, if they want to look like they're above board, they should just say, let have it, but they are fighting it. And that makes me. Awfully suspicious. Come on. That does not look good. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Deirdre. Line four. Deirdre,
12: your thoughts about the border. Go ahead. Oh, Rita, I just love your show. First, I got to tell you that.
3: Thank you. Well, I love all of you. By the way, did you hear, Deirdre, we have a new segment that we were playing in the last air called Rita's Ringers. So we're going to keep at the end of on Friday nights. We're going to do twice a week. Uh, I, twice during our Friday show, one an hour, we're going to have our highlights. So like everybody who calls in, because we have so many great callers like you,
12: so thank you. I, I love it. So what do I think about the borders? Let me tell you something. I, I'm from New Jersey, and I love what, what Abbott is doing, and I love DeSantis for what he's doing. What makes me saddened, we are like the joke out of the whole world. I hope everybody knows this who's listening. America has become, in my opinion, the joke out of this whole world of nations because of what's going on. Um, I, I, I thought it was great that they put them in Martha's Vineyard. Oh, yeah. And I'm waiting for it to come to New Jersey to Governor Murphy. Ah,
3: okay. You know what, Deirdre? That's an interesting point because there's a lot of places that could be on the list. Uh, Governor Murphy. Why don't, by the way, I think Gavin Newsom after uh, his request, I bet you he's going to get a whole bunch there in good old Sacramento, California. That's going to be interesting. 1-800-848-9222.